Hey everybody, welcome to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with your host, licensed Christian counselors, Dr. Kim and Naomi. Each episode, you will hear the truth of the Word of God in a relaxed, real, and authentic conversation that help you navigate the issues in life and help you stay in the lane God has for you. So grab your coffee and listen to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with Dr. Kim and Naomi. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Hi. Hey. Hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you? It's Friday. Yeah. Thank goodness it's Friday. Yeah. It's It's been a busy, fast week, don't you think? Yeah. Fast to where it doesn't even feel like Thanksgiving's next week. Oh, my goodness. Like, I haven't really quite prepared. I feel unprepared. (laughs) Yeah. I'm only working one day next week. On Tuesday. Are you? Yeah. I ended up making a session on Wednesday. Yeah. Because I'm a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was really uh, trying, but I'm like, no, okay, I will. Um, but I don't mind. It's This is really, truly like God's ministry. It's it's not work, yeah. is it? It isn't work. It's not. No. When you're doing God's calling, that could be another podcast. It doesn't feel like... No, it doesn't feel like we do a nine-to-five, nothing like that. Um, Just so much joy out of it. A lot of joy, but it is a lot of work and a lot of hard conversations with people. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes we need that space, too, just to be able to, you know, go go about our Mm -hmm. our family life and... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always need to take that Wednesday before Thanksgiving yeah. so I can um, get ready for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because I like to, I like to, um, well, this is what we do. Like, Reed chops all of the stuff, and he puts it in baggies, and then so I start cooking on Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. Everything is cut up. I don't have to That's cut anything. That's kind of a good idea. Girl, it saves so much time. He cuts all the onions, the celery, everything. Like even the potatoes or mashed potatoes and keep it in water or no? You could do that. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Girl, I mean, it takes so much time to prep, right? It does. For Thanksgiving dinner. It does, but it's so worth it. <gasps> it's the best <laughs> meal ever. It is. Yeah. It is. So, we have had some stuff on our hearts this week. God is so faithful to us, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's so faithful. Yeah, Man. I thank him. I, I thank do. him for, um, you know, ordering a book and then getting a free book in that order. Um, not that I need to be reading another book because I got like four books going at the same time, mm-hmm. which is yeah. never good. Right. 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 Um, but I uh, came across this book, which uh, Naomi, you. I've ordered actually 10 of these because I want to be able to give them. I haven't even read it yet, but I so trust your judgment. <laughs> yeah. So I ordered 10 because if, you know, I want to bless, you know, a client with it, I certainly want, want some on hand. Girl, I ordered 40. Wow. I ordered 40 and I've given. Um, six of them away already. Wow. I know. We'll tell everybody what it's called. Okay. Well, it's called The Gift of Forgiveness. It's by Denise Renner. Wow. 
and here's the little backstory. Seriously, I picked this up on my anniversary last week. Um, I was just flipping through a couple pages, mm -hmm. and um, it's a little book. Did you mention that? I don't oh, know if you did. Yeah, it's a little book. It's only sixty-five pages. Yeah, so a good quick read. Mm-hmm. I got to um, like the third actual page of reading, uh -huh. and um, <clears throat> I had to call our our good friend Tracy, Tracy mm -hmm. the pastor. Mm -hmm. um, and talk to her about it. Yeah. Because I was not getting it. Really? Yeah. I was reading this and I was thinking, <clears throat> what is this even saying? Mm. Because, you know, when, when we talk to our clients about forgiveness and that it's necessary, yeah. You know, it's a it's it's mandated in God's word that we forgive mm -hmm. because of all that Christ did on the cross for us to forgive us of our sins. Correct. Um, we have to forgive, but it goes to a deeper level. Um, you know, forgiveness, um, not just being to free us of bitterness or resentment. But this book talks about it is to free the offender of their sins so the Holy Spirit could come in and work in them. Okay, wow. let me read this page because this is, this is where it kind of got to me. Mm -hmm. um, and also, this is, this is based off of uh, John 20, verses uh, 20. I, in the book, it says 22 and 23, but I really think you need to go to John 20, chapter 20. Let's just turn to that. Yeah. And start at verse 21. Let me read this to you. Mm -hmm. It says, So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Wow. Okay, so I, I've read this. I know. I've never I don't picked know. up the words retain. Well, and here's the thing. I go back here to verse 21. Jesus said, peace to you, okay? Mm -hmm. I think he said that for a very specific reason. I think he said, peace to you, because there is a lot to forgiveness. Oh, yeah. And then he said, what he does is he, he breathed the Holy Spirit on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. They, we all need the Holy Spirit to be able to forgive people of offenses. Correct. Because in the mm -hmm. flesh, we can't. In the flesh, we... Um, Want kind of vengeance sometimes, don't you? Yeah. And the I mean, that's ugly to say, but it's kind of true. Yeah, and, and the Word says that God says that vengeance is His. It's not ours. Correct. Um, so let me read a little bit out of this book. Um, but let me let me go back and just say that um, wow. 
If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain, meaning if you hold on to. I just looked up the dictionary word. You uh -huh. know what it says? It says retain means continue to have, keep possession of. Yes. So if you keep possession of the sins uh, of unforgiveness. Wow, I seriously. never saw that in scripture. I'm, I, I got my, I got some notes I'm making. Uh, in my right. Bible. So let me just read this, okay? It says, um, I'm going to read a, a bunch of stuff here so y'all just stay with me. Okay. If we remit people's sins, they are remitted. So the word remitted means forgive, okay? Um, but if we retain those offenses, if we refuse to forgive, they are retained. That doesn't mean we are in any way someone's savior, but when it comes to the offenses that a person commits against us, we can choose to release those offenses and let that person go free. Okay, so let me, let me just read this. The sins we forgive will be forgiven, but if we do not forgive our brother's sins, they will not be forgiven. Mm. We can liken this concept to a container with a tight lid. If we close the container and seal the lid, the contents aren't coming out again until we take off the lid. The same thing happens in the spiritual realm when someone sins against a person and that person chooses to retain the sin through unforgiveness. That's what they do. They're retaining the sin through unforgiveness. They're holding on to that person's sin. Which the thing that comes to mind is that how I listened to a YouTube where the gentleman, the pastor was just saying that it's like a chain yes. holding on yes, to it the is. other person. And that totally makes sense that you are possessing it, holding on to it, yeah. have a chain yeah. to them. Yeah, you're the owner of it. Wow. Mm -hmm. Then it says, this means, this is the part that got me and I had to, I had to contact Pastor Tracy on this one. Okay. It says, this means that the responsibility to release the offender from his sin lies with the one who has been sinned against. Whoa. It's our responsibility to release the sin. Whoa, let's yeah, think about let, that. Let that marinate. Yeah. Let me give you an example. <clears throat> For example, suppose a man grew up with an ungodly father who wounded him either physically or emotionally. Mm. If that man refuses to forgive his father, carrying those wounds into his adult years, his father's sins against his son will also be retained and will keep the father in a spiritual prison until the son chooses to forgive. Let me just say this. Let, wow. let me give another example, okay? Let me keep reading. Of course, the father could escape that prison himself through his own decision to repent before God and his son. However, the son's unforgiveness 
becomes the very thing that hinders the Holy Spirit from working in the Father's heart to bring him to repentance. Whoa, because think about this. How many times have someone sinned against us and they may not even know well, that's, that they sinned against us. Right, and they don't come and apologize to you. Because they don't know that whatever right. they did was right. so offensive that right. it was sinful against us. They mm -hmm. don't even know. And that's what the... That's, so that's that is our the, responsibility. It is our responsibility. That's what this book is saying. Wow. Here's another example. Okay, let's take the example of a woman who's praying for her husband to be saved. For years, her husband hasn't treated her right, and she struggles with unforgiveness. Meanwhile, she prays and prays that he will get saved and change. She gets frustrated at, as time goes by and her prayers don't seem to get answered, not realizing that she is hindering the process herself by holding on to the sins her husband has committed against her. Wow. If that wife doesn't send away her husband's sins, she retains them. As long as she holds on to those sins and refuses to forgive him, those sins remain on him and he is held to his old patterns of action. She can pray 14 more years. Oh. But until she releases him through forgiveness, she locks him in a prison that holds him captive to his sin. On the other hand, the moment the wife chooses to forgive, she opens the door for the Holy Ghost to begin to work mm. out God's will in her husband's life. Like that just That's blows you. Yeah, it just it blows me away <clears throat> that forgiveness is so it's so important because the book goes on to talk about tormentors that if we hold on to unforgiveness um we have the enemy's tormentors in us and here's what they are. Bitterness, yes. fear, judgmental mm -hmm. attitudes, I'm going to add a critical spirit. Yeah. Um, sickness, lack of peace, anger, envy, jealousy, oppression, resentment. Wow. Those are tormentors. Yeah. And you know what? The enemy wants you to hang on to tormentors. Right. And if you think about it, the enemy is tormenting you. It's not your husband. Right. It's not your father. It's not the offender of the right. that um, you know who has committed the sin against you. Right. You're allowing the enemy to strangle you and to keep you in bondage. Wow. And we got to let that go. Wow. Like this was like an aha moment. Like I've been walking with the Lord for over 20 years, 23 plus, And I've never heard forgiveness explained like this and, and understood the tormentors and what our responsibility in forgiveness is. Yeah. Because let's just take it a step further. Because if we don't forgive people, just what the Lord put on your heart, Naomi, we start getting a hard heart. Mm -hmm. 
and what what yeah. has the Lord revealed to you about a hard heart? I also have read this scripture over and over again and never realized that Jesus said this. And it's the parable of feeding the 5,000. Like yeah. everybody knows that parable, right? Right, right. Well, in our prayer group last Friday, this is the scripture that was put on um, the lady's heart that kind of is, um, is in charge of our prayer group. And it's Mark 6 and um, I never noticed. There was actually, we may need to do a, a special podcast just breaking down. There was multiple little revelations that the Lord revealed to me throughout the whole scripture, throughout mm. the whole story, which I, this is why, again, we say the Bible is alive because the yes. Holy Spirit is continually working every time you open this book. Uh-huh. So we read Mark 6, 30 through 52, but I'm going to um, just focus on um, 52. Okay. Um, actually, I'm going to, for it to make sense, um, this parable we also read was when he walked on the sea. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's quite a bit of tidbits in there that he gave me. But focusing on the end when they saw that it was Jesus walking on the sea in, in verse 50, and he said, Be of good cheer, it's I, don't, do not be afraid. Mm. Then he went up into the boat to them, and the wind ceased. And they were greatly amazed in themselves beyond measure and marveled. For they had not understood about the loaves, because their heart was hardened. Mm. I never knew Jesus called out the disciples having a hardened heart. Mm. Because when you think of a hardened heart, I mean, that just gives you such feelings of, oh, I, I don't have that. Or I don't, you don't ever want to have a hardened heart. No. Right? But you know what? Just go back to those tormentors too. Mm -hmm. You know, in your snarkiness, in your un unbelief, in your bitterness, your resentment. And what gave me more understanding of this and what he revealed that we also as Christians and believers have to be careful of is not remembering the things that Christ did for us. So here's here's what how he revealed that to me. So I'm like, I I paused on that. And I'm like, Jesus, you know, Lord, what were you? What did you mean that the the disciples' heart was hardened? So I read all the cross verses, and it takes me to Mark eight. Um, it's actually seventeen through twenty one. I'm going to read. So it's Mark 8, starting verse 17. But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, Why do you reason because you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive nor understand? Is your heart still hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many baskets full of fragments did you take up? They said to him, Twelve. Also, when I broke the seven for the 4,000, how many large baskets full of fragments did you take up? And they said seven. So he said to them, how is it you do not understand? Like Jesus just performed this miraculous miracle. Yeah. Where they in their flesh so quickly forgot mm -hmm. and did not remember the miracle. Mm-hmm. That he's, I could see his frustration here like, like, didn't I, don't you have eyes? Like, don't you have eyes? You saw what I did. Don't you have ears? Did you not hear? 
Like, do you not remember? He flat out asked them, and do you not remember? No kidding. And I, I think about <clears throat> us when we get into the midst of our trial and like clients are just laser focused on their on the problem, circumstance the situation. Yeah. Do you it's kinda like God's up there saying Do you not remember Kim, do you not remember last week when I did this for you? Yeah. Naomi, do you not remember how I pulled you out of that trial? Mm -hmm. He's up there saying, Do not have a hardened heart to forget the things that I've done for you. And all those things, like I mentioned, the bitterness, the resentment, the fear, the jealousy, all of those things, they take our eyes off of Jesus. And as you said back in that Mark 52, my study notes say, Mark explains the disciples' fear. Mm-hmm. They had just seen Jesus multiply loaves for the masses <clears throat> in need. But now they are unable to apply his all-sufficiency to their own need. Right. It's, it's like we say, it's not what you feel. So they felt this fear. It's what you know. Yeah. You know Jesus is with you. What's the reality? Exactly. What is the reality and what, what is the truth of it? Right. The truth will set you free. Oh, my goodness. Just like yeah. forgiveness. Giving forgiveness will set you free. Yeah. There is, uh, if you go to Proverbs 18, 19, I wanted to just mention this. Proverbs 18, 19, it says, A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city, and contentions are like the bars of a castle. Um here's what we have to remember is the offenses mm -hmm. you know when somebody when somebody is walking in unforgiveness they have an offense attached to them right let me read something out of our bible um and it talks about offenses mm -hmm. it says offenses which are unresolved bitterness resentment unforgiveness and broken relationships grieve the Holy Spirit and undermine the unity and prayer vital to revival. When the Holy Spirit is grieved, the flow of His power, counsel, and comfort is stymied. Mm. So see, we go back to this book, The Gift of Forgiveness, yes. where if we hold on to that, if we're unforgiving, we hold on to that, to the offender's sin we are not allowing the holy spirit we're grieving to work in spirit. that other person we're stymieing it yeah we're stymieing it so it goes on to say um and oh, the wow. enemy is given an opportunity to accuse torment we talked about the tormentors mm -hmm. in prison and ultimately defeat us this blocks our ability to give or receive God's mercy because our relationship with Him is compromised and the church is prevented from presenting the glory of God to a community. If we repent of our offenses to God and make things right before others, we can live in the power of an ungrieved Holy Spirit. 
thus released from anger and bitterness, and I'm just going to add all the other tormentors, we can expect continual revival abounding in the grace of his forgiveness, mercy, and kindness. Wow. I just think that, you know, that goes to such a deeper level of forgiveness. Shows you the importance. Oh, the extreme importance of yeah. it. Because, yeah. you know, we do counsel a lot of people, and there's everyone has somebody that they have to forgive. There's always someone that has offended us, whether it was in the past or now, and people are going to offend us, you know, in the future, right? Right. But we can't hold on to that as an offense. We can't. I mean, because if we, again, if we hang on to it, it doesn't allow the Holy Spirit to work in the other person. I don't know about you, but I do not want to hinder mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit to work in somebody else. No. You know what I mean? So, I mean, in all relationships, friendships, you know, couple relationships, people are going to offend people. Right. They're going to disappoint people. But my gosh, we have got to be a forgiving, a repentant people. And you're so right when you said at the very beginning that we ourselves have to have the Holy Spirit to be able to do that. Like yeah. in our flesh, we can't. We can't do it on our own. We can't. Because we want to hold on to a grudge. Yeah. Our flesh says, no, no, don't they forget. They don't deserve our They don't deserve that. But you know what? We don't deserve any forgiveness, but Christ died on that cross for us. So you know, we better be forgiving other people. Even if, you know, it makes me think like, even if you feel like someone is still lying or living a um, sin against you, you still, that's even more reason to forgive them so the Holy Spirit gets to work. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you want, you want the Holy Spirit to work in somebody else's life. Right. Let me give another example. There's some really good examples mm. in here. I can't wait to get my book in the mail. Yeah. It says, um, let's see. I remember a Ukrainian woman minister whose unsaved husband had been, com had been committing adultery for five years. After she heard this message about forgiveness and what her part was, because let's just stop here. When there's adultery in a marriage, mm -hmm. the offended doesn't feel like they've done anything. Right. Right? Right. But let me tell you, it takes two in yeah. a marriage, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be something. Right. Um, maybe it's just she's not paying attention to her yeah, husband. Yeah, it could just I, be neglect or it, it could. feeling unwanted. Or right, yeah. Mm -hmm. they, that person may feel um, rejection, yeah. abandonment, okay? Yeah. Okay, she saw her own wrong in holding those offenses against her husband. So we prayed together, and she asked God to forgive her for her bitterness. Then she completely forgave and released her husband from the sins he had committed against her. Four months later, this woman came to me and said, I have a testimony. Mm -hmm. I forgave my husband from my heart, and he is now saved and in the ministry with me. Wow. Man, the Holy Spirit just opened up a door there and saved a soul because this yeah. woman forgave. Right. You know? 
Because if we don't forgive an offender, but we keep praying, Lord God, save them, save them. He's not going to do anything until we forgive. Right. So we're holding back that person from being saved if they're unsaved. Yeah. Do you want to take that responsibility? Because no, it is, I, you, it's your responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. Right? It's in the scriptures about being retained. Right. Like that's, that not, wasn't just in that book. That was in the Bible. Right. <laughs> right. Wow. Let me give another example because these are really good. I'll share another example that happened in our church in Moscow. A young 15-year-old girl heard this message and saw that she needed to release her father from the sins he had committed against her. He was an alcoholic and had been abusive to her in the home when she was very young. As she grew toward adolescence, her heart had hardened mm. against her father so that she refused to see or even talk to him. She hadn't seen him for seven years. After hearing the word of God about forgiveness, this young girl prayed and asked God to forgive her for holding offenses against her father. Then God spoke to the girl's heart, instructing her to call her father and ask him to meet her at McDonald's. They met, she forgave him, and they cried together as God began the healing process in their hearts. Mm -hmm. Now, let me just say something here, okay? Mm -hmm. Because I can relate to this um, a bit. God also does not call you to be a doormat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, he he also says that we need boundaries in our life. Yeah. And we can forgive people. It doesn't necessarily always mean that we should open the door and let them in. Correct. If if behaviors continue on their part. Yes, yeah, kind of like you have to have that righteous judgment if they're living a toxic life. You don't invite toxic in you know, into your yeah. home in yeah. a sense yeah. is really what that comes down to. But you can forgive and release and pray for them and love them. And, mm -hmm. and um, you know, it's, it's kind of like in that situation, though, you know, the father was crying and receiving it and was very, very his heartfelt. Heart his his heart, heart was open. Moved. Yeah. But some, again, you'll tell them that you forgive them and they have such a hardened heart themselves that they don't receive it. But yeah. you did your part yeah. of truly giving the forgiveness, mm -hmm. the gift of forgiveness. And what they do with that gift is what they do with that gift. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, here's the other thing, too. Like, if you feel like you need to give forgiveness to someone, you don't necessarily need to go to that someone. Correct. Because if they if they have a hardened heart and they're not in a position to receive, well, you just opened up a whole thing where they could say, well, why do I need to be forgiven? I didn't do anything to you. So you have to be careful with that. So I, you know, I want to put that out there too. I mean, maybe that's just something that you need to do between you and the Lord. Mm -hmm. And you need to have a conversation with the Lord yes. about that unforgiveness. And you work that out with the Lord and take care of business that way. Right. You know? You got to do your part. Yeah, you got to do your part so he can do his part. Correct. <laughs> Okay, nay, like we are already a half an hour in. I know, but and I so I almost good. feel like we need a part two. Yeah, we could. So 
Yeah. We could do that. It's um, a big one, forgiveness. It, it is a big one. It is. Hey, if, um, uh, if people want to get this book, you could get it at christianbook.com, The Gift of Forgiveness by Denise Renner. Mm -hmm. It's a good, good book. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I'm we excited. could we could talk more about uh, having a hardened heart too. So yeah, there's it just, just kind of all goes into hand. It does, isn't it? It wow. does. Lots of good stuff. But you know, this is where we have to um, judge ourselves, so mm -hmm. not to be judged. Right. First, first Corinthians. So, yeah. Um, you know, this is where we need to stop and reflect on ourselves mm -hmm. every day. Every day, and I just. I hope just with this podcast, people start thinking about the importance of forgiveness. Yeah, I know we certainly have. Oh my goodness, you just do not know. Yeah, I've, I've really looked at that. Yeah. I, I've looked at where I thought I have forgiven people, but maybe deep, deep down, mm -hmm. I still have some unforgiveness. So yeah, it's, ta it's taken me on a little journey here. Yeah, that's good though. It's, yeah. It's, be it's making yourself Pure and holy. Yes, right? that's what we need to do. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Till next time. next time. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for joining Dr. Kim and Naomi on Uncomplicated Truth Talk. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. For any comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at askthecounselors at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Uncomplicated Truth Talk.